Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say... Goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters, and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what? I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Hello and welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I'm Dory Shafrir. And I'm Kate Spencer. And we are not experts. We are just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums. Yeah. And please call us with your serum recommendations, your questions, your comments, your concerns. If you just want to like vent... You can call us and do that too. Like, I mean, that's totally fine. Um, And our email is forever35podcast at gmail.com. You can find our very active Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast. The password is serums. You can leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. You can tell a friend about the show. You can do all those things if you want. You don't have to. You don't have to. Um, if you, you know, if you like the show, we do appreciate a, a, a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can also leave us a mean review. We don't like those as much, but 
you know, we take all feedback. Um, we welcome them all. We welcome them all. And a reminder that all the products and everything else we mention on the show are always on our website, forever35podcast.com. And we are on Twitter at forever35pod and on Instagram at forever35podcast. I don't know why I flipped those. That's weird. Anyway, the brain works Sorry, in mysterious on. ways, Kate. It does. Right now, mine is, is sneezing. I just sneezed while that was happening. I think oh. I've got it under control. Yeah, Bless I did a you. podcast sneeze where I did it very quietly. You you really did. So I want to talk about insects today, but I think I'm going to first recommend a product. What do you feel? Oh, you're just going right, right for it. Well, I'm very enthusiastic about both this product and the new insect in my life. Wow. But I feel like okay. some people might not want to hear about insects it might people might be phobic of insects and so i want to honor that and give like a fair warning and let you know that for a, Listen, a hot second i'm going to d- discuss an insect that i like for those of us who play animal crossing and have brought insects to blathers we know that he is also scared of insects i actually myself am fairly i i I wouldn't say I'm phobic, but I do not like bugs. I have one child who can like mm-hmm. pick, likes to pick up beetles and like carry them around. And, and my mom was like that. And my grandmother and I am like not into creepy crawly thing story. Yeah. I mean, but I'm not really either. I will, I will get to insects as self care because that is what is weirdly happening for me right now. Okay. But first okay. I want to talk about a face cleanser. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so have you ever had the experience of you buy something, you use it once, and then you like put it in your in your bathroom cabinet or whatever that the mirror thing is called? What the heck is the mirror called that you open? The medicine <laughs> cabinet. Yeah, the medicine cabinet. The, the medicine cabinet, which sure. for me is really like the deodorant cabinet. But anyway, so you open that up and you're like, oh yeah, I have this. I have this cleanser. I should use that. And then you put it in your shower and then you use it every day because you're showering every day. And then you realize that you love the cleanser. Mm-hmm. This is a very relatable have ever, anecdote. Have you ever been on this, uh, this journey? Yes, this I, cleanser journey? I have. I have been on this, this exact journey, actually. So, okay. So please, I, go I don't on. know what product <laughs> you went on this journey with, but I went on this journey with a Trader Joe's product. Uh-huh. It's Trader Joe's nourish all-in-one facial cleanser it Uh has been sitting in my bathroom for months i had it in my medicine cabinet i just like i hadn't i had bought a bunch of trader joe's project projects products to try out for the podcast and i had been using some intermittently and some i immediately was like this is not a rave so i'm just not even going to keep going (sighs) and this one has kind of just like stuck around and so I put it in my shower as my shower cleanser. You know how also I, I, I feel like this is a very, this might be a, an American thing. I don't know. But like you have a, cl- a shower cleanser. Yeah. You, know you have I mean? a face wash for the shower. Yeah. Like I don't move my face. I've done this before and it's annoying. Like moving your face wash between the sink and the shower. Oh, so I like yes, to keep yes, one yes, in yes, each yes. locale. Yes. 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 I'm so, with you. I'm with you. This one is living in my shower, which means I'm basically using it in the morning. It's great. Mm-hmm. 
I'm I'm using it almost daily. I love it. It's simple. It's a it's a plain gel cleanser. It's fragrance free. It's cruelty free. It has a lot of claims on the front of the bottle. I realize I should have grabbed it before the podcast, but it's sitting in my shower right now. But it claims to exfoliate. It says it has a lot of antioxidants. It, you know, it kind of has like a, a list of things it does. I'm not really sure after some Googling that like it actually really exfoliates. Mm-hmm. But from what, from my own experience just using it and then what I've read, which kind of confirms my feelings is that it is a great basic cleanser like just a great simple gel cleanser at a really incredible price point which what is the do you remember what the price is so i I don't remember what i paid for it and the price tag is not still on the bottle i did not save my receipt because i think i bought it in november and on there's no like trader joe's website where it lists their products so Mm. i can't get an exact read and normally i would just like trot over to trader joe's look at it, buy some dried mango and trot back. But because going to the grocery store is like a seven hour process right now, and I'm Mm -hmm. trying not to go unless I need to, I have not been to Trader Joe's in a very long time. So I believe it right now, it's somewhere between $5.99 and $8.99 from what I was researching on online. I don't think you can order it anywhere online unless you're doing some sort of like shady Amazon ordering of a Trader Joe's product. I would not do that. Mm -hmm. I would go to your local TJ's if you have one. If not, shoot me an email and maybe I'll do a little uh, bulk purchase from my local Trader Joe's and send some out to some listeners. Whoa, that is such a lovely offer. You know, you got to pay it forward. That is really paying it forward. But it's and also you get a ton of cleanser. Like sometimes when you buy like a, a a a a cleanser that's priced below $10, you're not getting a ton. This comes in like a big pump bottle. So mm-hmm. I I think this is like, this to me would be a really great, like anyone who's just like, I want a skin, I need a new, I need a skincare routine. I don't know what to get. What is basic? Like this would be my number one purchase, my first purchase. Wow. I love okay. this stuff. Yeah. You know, I've been using it for like, it's been like a month or about a month. So I feel like I'm in it enough to really say that I'm, I'm I'm ride or die with this product. It has a lot of good stuff in it. As I look a lot at the of ingredients list, oxidants in it has some CoQ10. You know I love my CoQ10. I know you do. <laughs> I was doing some CoQ10 reading today. Um, one thing that I do just want to point out is that it does have vitamin A in it, so I believe that means it is not pregnancy safe. Um, okay. But you know, do your research. Well, and we should say, Dory, we'll link to this page I found with all the ingredients um, yes. on our website. So you can, if you're curious about this, you can give this a, give this a click a and see if it appeals to you. <laughs> yes. Give it an old click a <laughs> The old click a <laughs> Um, Kate, you know, I also have a product shout out today. I'm ready. Okay. Um, It is the Think Baby Safe Sunscreen. Now, some of you probably just heard me say that and thought, oh, well, this does not apply to me. I'm not a baby, nor do I have a baby. Why would I use the sunscreen? But let me tell you, if you're looking for a mineral sunscreen for your body, I think this is a great option. It is SPF 50. 
Um, again, it is a mineral-based sunscreen, which usually I find... Uh, I don't love the consistency. I have the same response. I have the same response story to a mineral-based. I like based. want... I want to use mineral-based because they're better for the environment. They're, you know, they don't have chemicals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I have not found one that I'm like, yes, bring it on, mineral sunscreen. Until I got this sunscreen for Henry. And then I just started using it because we keep it by the door. And I would slather some on my arms before I went outside. And I was like, oh, this is much better than uh, the other ones I've been using. Also, it doesn't irritate Henry's skin. So if you or your child has sensitive skin, this could be a good one to try. We had been using on Henry the La Roche-Posay Kid Sunscreen, which people like love, but he was like rubbing his eyes a lot and it was irritating his eyes and it was just like this cascade failure of like skin and eye irritation, um, which we have not experienced with the Think Baby. So get it for yourself, get it for your kids, get it for your neighbor. I think this is great sunscreen. It's <laughs> get it it's for your like, neighbor. <laughs> it's a little it's a little more expensive than I think the, you know, the regular like drugstore sunscreen, but it's not exorbitant. It's cheaper than La Roche-Posay. Um, it's $12.99 for a three ounce tube or $20.99 for a six ounce tube. And you can get it at Target and like other, other places. So that is my enthusiastic so, sunscreen, mineral sunscreen recommendation for the day. Well, thank you. This I will try because I, uh, mineral sunscreen is one of those things like that I'm on a I'm on like the journey to find the one that I like kind of like a bra with no underwire for my big boobs where like yeah I can't find I have not found one that satisfies but this is an interesting endorsement it so it goes on and it's not too thick it doesn't have that doesn't like get clumpy in your arm hairs look it's still thick okay, but it's okay. not as thick it's not cement like <laughs> Which so um, many mineral sunscreens which are. Which I feel like so many of them are. It it does, I feel like it rubs in easier. I don't know if they sort of like like make the um, formula easier to apply because it is for babies or and kids. But either way, I'm all for it. Great. So, I mean, I, yeah. I often use products for babies on my own body. Whether yeah, or not I have why babies. Not? Yeah, <laughs> totally. I mean, truly, um, like I, I use all sorts of ba- all sorts of baby products. Yeah. So this this was this was a happy accident that I that I discovered this sunscreen, and I'm here to endorse it for you and our listeners. All right, think baby. I'm. This is great. Good good recommendation, Dory. Especially as we thank you roll into these summer months. We are officially yes. in summer now. Yes, we are. Welcome to summer, everyone. Mm. Thanks. So, Kate, you also you had another product category oh, that you wanted to discuss. Oh, God. Yeah, I had like a product mishap today, Dory. Okay. So, I want to talk about powdered dry shampoo. Okay. Because I think, I think I prefer a powdered dry shampoo to a spray. Especially as like I don't want to be purchasing aerosol cans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
You know, I mean, I think I feel like powder is the way to go. Okay. Now, as I'm I've with talked, you, as I've talked about in recent episodes of this podcast, I purchased a bunch of stuff from the very small Uber herbalist created skincare line, Fat in the Moon. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I got was their dry shampoo. And it comes in this little tiny, like, shaky bottle, like almost okay. as you would a, a spice. Okay. And it is cocoa-based. Huh. So it smells like cocoa, like chocolate. Okay. If that makes sense. It's a lavender and cocoa with dry you. shampoo. All right. And like this but it's a it's a powder so you kind of like you part your hair you shake it onto kind of the oily part and then it recommends that you use a makeup brush to um kind of blend it in and into your scalp and then you brush it and i i used it on i used it on saturday or on sunday i forget which day um this past weekend and and i'd use it a couple times and i was like okay like it definitely did what a dry shampoo is supposed to do, which is kind of absorb the oils. Sure. All right. I'm on board. It does smell like cocoa, but okay. Right. Sure. But then this, (laughs) then this morning, so 24 hours later, then I exercised and I was sweating a ton and my sweat mixed with the cocoa dry shampoo made for a very, very bad situation. Oh no. Like just, just a smell that it was gross like I, I don't know if it was I, I don't know i don't know if it was the cocoa i don't know i don't know what it was but it was like i i was i was exercising and i was like what is that disgusting smell then i realized it was me and then i realized it was my head so oh, no yeah and it's kind of a bummer because i have had great i really like their products that I've tried so far. I was talking about some of their makeup products. I have been keeping their all cream by my side of the bed and I've been using it on my feet and my body every night. And that's been delightful. So this was a miss for me, which I'm very sad to say. Now, look, it has 89 very positive reviews on their website. So I could be in the minority here, but this was not a win for me. That being said, I would like to find a powdered dry shampoo that works for me. And before I start conducting my own experiments, like making some purchases, I wanted to see if anyone had any recommendations because the only one I've ever used before is chlorine. And mm-hmm. I liked it. Um, and that that comes on very like powdery white. I will say the one thing that's interesting about the Fat in the Moon dry shampoo is that it comes, because it's cocoa based, it's a, it's a brown shade. And they say any hair color can use it, but that was just interesting to me as a person with brown hair. Mm. So, so now I was spending some time researching powder dry shampoos. And, I, you know, I actually need to do a little bit of digging into just like the dry shampoo world, period. Because as I was reading, like a spray dry shampoo seems to be more for styling and a powder dry shampoo is really more for like absorbing the oils of your head and making your, you know, not having to wash your hair. Mm. So I'm wondering if I've been doing dry shampoo all wrong, period. And I don't know, this just kind of opened up like my eyes in terms of dry shampoo. Like, I think maybe I've been doing this all wrong. So I'm about to embark on some researching but I also, because I'm trying to really slow down my purchasing and making sure I am 
really buying from companies that I feel good about. I haven't bought anything yet because I don't just want to like blast onto the interwebs and just order the first from the first place I see. Right. So right. a couple that I've been looking at, I know Briogeo makes a dry shampoo that was listed on a couple lists I found. That was intriguing. Um, there is one by R and Co, a dry shampoo paste. I don't know what to I, make of I'm that. curious to hear what people if people have used that because I have to say that a dry shampoo paste makes me nervous. That makes me nervous too, doesn't it? It makes me nervous. Bumble and Bumble has one. Uh, there, the chlorine one. Obviously, I could buy again. There's a, one co- by a company called Verb that I had never heard of. There's a cure. Um, yeah, I was just going to say the the site that you linked to in the uh, in our episode document. I noticed one by a cure, and I have to say, I have I have liked most a cure products that I have purchased. So and and their price point is really good. So the price point my, is good. My instinct would be to to just tr- to try the Acure one and kind of go from there. But maybe I'll know, go from just, cheapest just to me. most expensive. No, that's not a bad that's not bad advice. I, I honestly like I've never really dug deep into powder dry shampoos, but I I do think I think this is the way, especially because I have so much hair right now. My hair is really Your long hair is and luscious. <laughs> it's all there is a lot of hair happening on my head right now and I have to treat it differently than when I had I'm I'm used to having like shoulder to chin length hair and right now I'm at I'm at like mid boob top boob hair so there's a lot of hair do you have you ever used a powdered a powdered dry shampoo is this a thing you've tried you know I'm I'm trying to remember I feel like I have yes I have but I couldn't tell you which one it was but I have a distinct memory of like tapping some powder on my head so that sounds like what it was I couldn't tell you (laughs) what was the powder you put on your head who knows maybe it was baby powder I don't know (laughs) I don't remember um okay but I I kind of stopped using dry shampoo Partly because I'm showering, I'm washing my hair more, as discussed on previous episodes, due to this whole folliculitis issue. Um, and I'd also done some reading about dry shampoo that, like, some people say it's not great. You know, it's not great for your hair. It like, leads to buildup. And and I was like, I have enough scalp and hair issues that I, I should probably just, like, leave the dry shampoo alone. But I do like a dry shampoo. So I'm kind of sad about it, to be honest. Right before we before we take a break, should we should we briefly discuss your insects? Oh, yeah. You know, I, yes. But I also saw that you put here that you need some meal help. And I want to make sure we honor that. So I'm going to give you a 30 second breakdown of my insect. OK, thank you. My daughter. OK, my third grade daughter got a praying mantis from her teacher. It's a whole thing. And it was lovely for her teacher to bring the praying mantis over to our house in a socially distanced way. But now we have this praying mantis that's not fully grown. It's at some stage in its life as like a teen. And we had to go to the store and buy like flies to feed it. And it's this whole thing. And I'm the one who's most obsessed with the praying mantis. I like watch it all the time. I'm I'm very excited to feed it. I find it very soothing. I find it very beautiful. I love the praying mantis. That's all I wanted to say. 
Like it's and and I when I shared it on my Instagram, a couple podcast listeners responded. One who's had them as pets, apparently they make great pets. And another person who said that their husband got very into raising snails with their child during quarantine, and that it became like his self care practice. And I'm wondering, like, am I going to raise an insect as self care? Wow, I love this for you. We have a praying mantis. Its name is Raspberry. Does not have a raspberry beret yet. when it gets bigger i could make a tiny beret for it oh god it's just so it's just the coolest animal and it's so powerful and it's kind of like this no nonsense insect i don't know how to describe it but anyway any other praying mantis fans out there hit me up because i need to know about how to keep this bug alive i'm afraid it's gonna die is it even a bug i don't know i know nothing about insects i apologize if i'm getting it wrong okay transitioning dory You need vegetarian um, recipes. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm a li- I'm in a little bit of a meal rut. You know, now core has been going on for over 100 days. We're still social distancing here in Los Angeles. And I, I just feel like I've kind of hit my, I've hit a rut. I've hit a wall with um, meal planning, prepping, cooking, etc. So I, I would love some recommendations from listeners for some vegetarian recipes. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I should tell people that I don't eat. Oh, I don't eat olives. <laughs> so oh, please I spare know. me. Please spare me all of your olive based recipes. <laughs> I, I eat <laughs> I eat olive oil. I'm fine with olive oil, but but olives themselves are, are a no go. Other than that, I think I pretty much eat everything. I can do spicy. Well, I can yeah yeah. Pasta, you have no you Pasta, eat I've no uh, yeah, I've no gluten or carb restrictions i have no dairy restrictions i'm vegetarian not vegan but vegan recipes are welcome um but you but just saying you don't have to restrict yourself to to a vegan recipe um yeah other than olives i'm a i'm a pretty um omnivorous vegetarian you're a versatile eater (laughs) I, i i think i am a versatile eater yes i'm not a picky eater for sure so All right. yeah, I'm so excited people, to see if any, any recipes come in. I'm excited too. I can't wait. I All would right. love, you know what, maybe Dory, oh, can we just put on yes. the books that we're going to do like a recipe swap episode? Cause you know, some listeners sent me some amazing recipes lately, including this chicken fajita sheet pan, chicken fajita meal that my family is obsessed with. So I feel like Ooh. we're due for a recipe swap episode. Ooh. soon. I love that idea. I know. I wish I, a, I wish we could figure it out in vegetarian form. Maybe we just a vegetable, a sheet pan vegetable um, fajita deal uh, for you. Oh, interesting. Interesting. I've been doing a lot of quesadillas lately. Mm, a classic. So good. A so classic. Easy. So, so easy. So good. Filling. Um, yeah. So, okay. We're going to take a short break. Right. When we come back, we're going to be talking with YouTube star... How else would you describe podcaster all around wonderful human Ingrid Nelson? Um, Also, I feel like we haven't mentioned on the show at all that that June is Pride Month. Yeah, we have happy pride. Happy pride, everyone um, who is celebrating. Okay, be right back. 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You know, Dory, we talk to a lot of really fantastic, intelligent people on this podcast But I don't know, maybe you're like us and you want to go even deeper. Mm, I'd love to go deeper. We like to go deep. And that's not only possible with today's sponsor, but also easy to accomplish on Masterclass. Every year I get really into the classes offered and the instructors offering them. Like I'm all over the place with the things that I like on Masterclass. But this year I am very interested in the class Redefining Feminism, which is 14 lessons from Gloria Steinem. Okay. Now, they dissect issues women face in the U.S. and ways we can play a role in the feminist movement in our everyday lives. Look, I majored in women and gender studies in college, so this is right up my alley. But even if you didn't, even if you're like, this is the first time I'm I hearing mean, those words. I would argue, especially if you didn't. Yes. Get into it with Masterclass because this is the year you can really learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. Go from just talking about improving to actually doing the things you've been wanting to do with Masterclass. And it doesn't have to be redefining feminism with glorious Steinem. It can be gardening in your own garden or your yard or patio. It can be learning to cook Indian food or designing a space that you love. Masterclass offers over 180 world-class instructors. So whether you want to master like negotiation with Chris Voss or think like a boss with Martha Stewart, or maybe capture your vision through photography with Petra Collins, Masterclass has you covered. With Masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash F35. That's masterclass.com slash F35. Kate, I feel like we are like barreling into summer. It's happening so fast. It is. And I feel like also with summer just come more social events, there's weddings, there's nights out, it's vacations. I mean, like all the things happening in summer. And what I love is that Honey Love has just the right thing for all those events. Feel comfortable and confident this summer with Honey Love's best-selling Superpower Short. The superpower short smooth shapes and lifts, giving you a flawless silhouette under any outfit with targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. Speaking of working with your bod, the crossover bra, which I'm wearing as we speak. I wear that thing every day. I do too. Uh, It's my favorite Honey Love piece. Let Let me just tell you why. Yeah, get into it. Hey, do you want to tell me why? (laughs) No, no, I was just going to say, like, I 
I, I don't even need to wear it to events. I wear it like the event is every day of my life. Yes, that's such a good way of putting it. The bra gives all the support of traditional bras without using any underwires. And just like sidebar, I have put on some of my old underwire bras lately and been like, oh, God, like get this off of me. No, thank <laughs> once you. you. Once you start wearing Honey Love, you're just like, no, not yep. going back. You see also, how it could like, be. Yes. Also, like summer sweat under those underwires is like, ugh, the worst. Now you don't have to worry about it. Get the support you need with the comfort you deserve and treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com slash forever. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash forever. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. So shape your life with Honey Love. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got to tell you. Okay. This is what's so great about quince because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple perfect white cotton t-shirt from Mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie also from Quince. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like they have basically given me a lineup of timeless pieces that I feel like keep me looking. I'm going to toot my own horn. Effortlessly chic. Whether it's winter or or summer, they've got premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30. You've got washable silk tops, really stunning 14-karat gold jewelry, and so much more. Like truly, the list goes on and on. And the best part is that Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And they only work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes, something that's very important to us. So look, if you're going on a trip, if you just need to update your summer wardrobe, Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash forever35. Our guest today is Ingrid Nielsen. Ingrid, welcome to Forever 35. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Ingrid is a beauty and lifestyle entrepreneur with more than 6 million followers across her social media platforms and over a decade of experience. Her informative and compassionate content on YouTube and Instagram has led to recognition from Oprah's Super Soul 100 list, the Trevor Project through their Digital Innovator Award, and selection as a UN Change Ambassador for Gender Equality. She is also the host of One Step, a podcast which highlights the small and often unseen steps that lead to big transformations. Offline, she lives in Brooklyn with her dog, Tato. 
and loves a good everything bagel with scallion cream cheese. Mm. What that I wouldn't a, give. Uh, that is a that is a flavorful bagel. <laughs> it is. There's a lot of flavor. As you can tell, I like a little bit of everything. Yeah. Well, that is also my favorite uh, bagel order. And reading that in your bio has made me have a deep craving for not just bagels, but New York City bagels. Oh, I know. They're the best. Wait, but I have to know, do you get yours toasted or untoasted? Oh, my gosh. I think it depends on where I'm getting the bagel from. I think I prefer untoasted, to be honest. Yeah, I started as a toasted girl, but now I'm untoasted. Good. Welcome to my side of things. You'll find it's the proper (laughs) side to be on. (laughs) Well, there are there are quite a few bagel shops. I feel like especially in New York that refuse to toast like it's it offends them if you want to toast their bagels because their bagels are supposed to be like so fresh and so delicious that like you don't need to toast them. Oh, yeah. I made that mistake once when a fresh bagel came out and I asked for it to be toasted. And the person looked at me like I was committing the biggest sin ever. (laughs) There's nothing like unwritten and unspoken like New York food rules. Yeah, I (laughs) really make you feel stupid. I know. I just moved here almost two years ago now. And that was one of my first major lessons moving here full time. Oh, yeah. There's like a real order of things. And if you do it wrong when it comes to your food, pizza is another one. Like if you ask for Parmesan cheese to sprinkle on a slice, people get very upset. Oh, yeah. And coming from California, you know, we would put pineapple on our pizzas. And here it is just, oh, my gosh, people will just look at you like you are from another planet if you ask for pineapple on your pizza or if you eat your pizza with ranch. That's another thing that we in (sighs) California do as well. So, you know, (laughs) oh my gosh, a lot. (laughs) I love pizza with ranch, but I do feel like that is a California thing. Maybe it's done because our pizza is not that good out here. No disrespect to California pizza. Oh, that's interesting. Like we need to cover up the badness by dunking it in ranch. (laughs) Ranch, the most delicious flavor of anything. (laughs) Exactly. And it's pretty overpowering, too. So you pretty much just taste the ranch. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, Well, oh, go ahead, Kate. I was just going to say switching gears, but Dory, I I feel like you are going to ask a wonderful question. So I'm going to defer to you. Fine. Okay. Um, Ingrid, I was just going to ask, you had posted a slightly tongue in cheek um, tweet a few weeks ago about your current daily routine. And I'm wondering, A, is it still accurate? And B, just in general, how your lockdown has been going? Yes. One, that tweet is still accurate. I actually thought about today how when I was putting on my day pajamas, how this is still very much my experience going from my night pajamas to my day pajamas. I have some workout pajamas and then I go into my evening pajamas and it's just this cycle that repeats. And I'm someone who has worked from home for the last decade. And so I'm used to working from home. 
But there's something different about this moment because externally in the world, there is this pandemic happening. And so that's really affected how I'm feeling. There's a lot of grief happening. There's a lot of fear happening. And so I'm really just reaching for the things that give me the most comfort. And honestly, most of my pajamas have been given to me by my mom. And so I think that's one of the reasons why they're so comforting for me because my mom Mm. lives across the country in California. And so I can't physically be with her, but wearing Mm. these pajamas that I've accumulated over the years from her makes me feel closer to her. Oh, Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, nice. Have Have you told her that? No. <laughs> I'm really sweet about my mom when I'm talking to her about uh, when I'm really sweet about my mom when I'm talking to other people about her, but when it comes to talking to her, I feel like I revert back to being a teenager. Yeah, that's such an interesting dynamic. Um we actually just interviewed um Eden Lepucky who wrote this book called Mothers Before, kind of talking about relationships with our moms before they were moms. And it's interesting to think about the way we feel about them and then if we actually tell them how they make us how they make us feel. I know. I know. I when I do tell my mom how I feel, it feels like such a big and odd and just unfamiliar thing to do because I'm so used to just being my teen self with her. And as I've become an adult and I've had just more, um, I think, intimate moments with her where we've really let each other see ourselves, I've realized, oh my goodness, my mom is this whole person that I didn't Mm. even know she was. And she has feelings. And it's just this whole world that I just never saw growing up. And we've definitely gotten closer because of that. And I think we've actually gotten closer because I've moved across the country too. Mm. That's interesting. I I moved across the country from my parents, but in the opposite direction. I moved from the East Coast to California. Um, And it has, especially being in the global pandemic, it has made me feel like the distance. I feel the distance now. Yeah, I know. And that's why I'm just wrapping myself in these printed pajamas that have like dogs all over them that my mom got. (laughs) She just, she's the best at finding the softest things. So every year when she asks, what do I want? I just say, just get me pajamas or loungewear because she is, she just has this natural talent for finding soft things. And so I just feel enveloped in comfort when I put on this clothing, but it's also just stuff that doesn't, it's not like Instagram fashion or anything. Like it's not something that I would walk out of my house with like, everybody check out my outfit. This is so cool. It's really, (laughs) it's, it's clothing for me. I'm not trying to be a style icon with this clothing. Right, right, right. (laughs) Uh, You know, you posted on Instagram about how you've been making your grandmother's dumplings during lockdown, which feels like another really powerful connection um, to a maternal energy. Can you can you talk about about what that's been like for you? Yeah, so I made dumplings and I'm I've decided that I'm just going to keep making them. So this idea had come to me while I was grocery shopping, which is one of the only activities that I can still do that is remotely similar to the 
pre-pandemic life, even though grocery shopping is totally different now. But it's one of the only outlets that I have for creativity that I really loved before all of this happened. So I can still maintain it. And now going to the grocery store kind of feels like going to the art supply store because it means so much more to me. And so I was in a store a few weeks ago and I saw these dumpling wrappers and I just got the idea to make dumplings because I remember my mom and my grandmother making you know, some version of a dumpling when I was growing up, whether it was like wontons or I would go to friends' houses and their parents were making some version of a dumpling. And I remember my mom and my grandma sitting around and they would fill the dumplings, seal them. Sometimes they would fry them. Sometimes they would boil them. Sometimes they would steam them. And I really didn't know what I was doing. I was just like, you know, I remember watching them do this. I'm going to try and do this myself. And so I made a little dumpling mixture. It was just ground chicken with some scallions, oyster sauce, soy sauce, um, a little bit of garlic. And I put some mushrooms in there and then I took the dumpling wrappers and started filling them. And if you've ever made dumplings before, then you know that it's a pretty time consuming process. So you really have to be committed to sitting down and making every single one. And also the folding is really interesting, too. It's kind of like origami. And while I was doing this, I just felt this really deep connection to my grandmother, who is no longer living, but she was really the one who taught me all my first lessons in cooking. And both my grandmother and my mom came from Thailand. And so I was surrounded by tons of Thai food growing up and just lots of Asian food in general, because both my grandmother and my mom loved food so much. And as I was making these dumplings, I just had these memories of my grandmother coming up, you know, being in the kitchen and how she taught me not by directly telling me things, but just by being in the kitchen and by being who she was. And I was standing by observing her and watching how she cooked. And I just absorbed it all. And so it felt really, really special and also really meditative too, to be in that because it does feel like origami and you are trying to figure out, okay, how do I seal this thing? And is the filling going to come out when I try and cook it? And it was really a process because the first dumpling I made looked so different from the last dumpling that I made. And, you know, you can make about, I think, over 50 dumplings from one package of wrappers. So I was sitting there for a while making these dumplings and it was a whole process, but I loved it. And now I've just continued making them. I have a whole bunch of dumplings in my freezer because now it's kind of turned into my therapy and meditation. That's so cool. Like what a, what a gift, first of all, that your grandmother gave you, um, you know, teaching you all of these, all of this cooking. And then also to be able to perfect this, um, almost like a craft while you're in lockdown. That's really, it's really special. Yeah. And I think, you know, what I've come to realize is that there's no wrong way to fold a dumpling because I had my girlfriend join in and 
Oh, man, that was really a true beginner with dumplings, because at least I had watched the process before. So I had some idea of what was supposed to happen, but she had no idea. And so when she came in and made her dumplings, I was like, you know, this is these dumplings don't look like my dumplings, but it works. There really is no wrong way to fold a dumpling. As long as you seal it up, you're good to go. And I sent pictures to my mom and I was like, guess which ones are mine and guess which (laughs) ones are Erica. And she was so supportive of Erica's. And I was like, what about mine? Mine look beautiful. Why can't you celebrate my beautiful dumplings? (laughs) But it was really sweet. And I loved seeing Erica's expression of her dumpling making from a beginner's standpoint, a true beginner. Um, And it's, I think it's a humbling position to be in, you know, whether you are a beginner yourself or watching someone being a beginner, it's a really special creative place to be in. And I loved watching her go through the process of watching me trying to replicate it. And then it comes out in her own expression. That's really cool. There are like 50 billion beautiful metaphors in there to be found, I think, too. I know who know who knew that you could get all of this from dumplings. Yeah, I I was not expecting this. I literally just saw the wrappers in the grocery store, and I was like, I think I could make some dumplings. And then it took me on this whole journey. Oh, that's so cool! Really cool. So you have been on YouTube for a while, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) and you came out on YouTube in 2015, and I believe that is your most watched video ever. Is that right? Yes, it has. I think the last time I had looked at it, it had 17 million views, something like that. Um, But yes, I have been on YouTube for this will be my 11th year. And I've gone through all of my 20s on Mm -hmm. YouTube since I'm 31 now. And I started when I was 20. And so there have been a lot of life moments that have unfolded and coming out was a huge one. Yeah. I mean, you really, you, you've, you've come of age on YouTube. What has that been like? It's definitely not the path that I expected to go down. I don't know what path I was really expecting because I think growing up, I just always felt different and college never really appealed to me strongly. And I I was always really creative. And my dad died when I was a junior in high school. And so that really just sent me spiraling into just despair and not really knowing what I wanted to do. And I think at that age in general, you kind of just don't know anyway. Um, And so I really found YouTube in a moment of really deep sorrow and deep pain. And it, I think, reawakened me to my creativity that had just Mm -hmm. been kind of lying dormant for a few years as I was walking through grief and just really flailing and not knowing what direction I should go in. and just in a lot of pain. And it reawakened this creativity inside of me. And so it was completely unexpected because when I started, it was not 
a career that people were choosing to enter into. There really wasn't an opportunity for people to make money. And Mm -hmm. so I was doing it because I enjoyed it. And I was watching other YouTubers for about a year. And I just loved watching young women in their bedrooms or their living rooms from all over the world, just talking about the things that they really loved. And they showed me how to apply makeup. They showed me what they were buying. They talked about their lives. And I was just kind of at this point where I was so tired of getting recommended like bad lipsticks and bad concealers from magazines. And so I just didn't trust them anymore. And Mm -hmm. these were real people that I felt like I could trust and even be friends with if we lived in the same place. And so it not only reawakened my creativity, but it made me feel this sense of connection that I had really been missing because my grief just pulled me into so much isolation. And so... You know, my career unfolded really slowly and naturally because I wasn't entering into this as a job. And so Mm. I would say two years into making videos, that's when the opportunity kind of came up. You know, there was an option. Do I want to do this full time or do I want to pursue something else? And there was just no doubt in my mind. I just knew I had to pursue this full time because it just wouldn't leave me alone. That's the thing. It just would have always been picking at my brain if I hadn't Mm. pursued it. It just always would have bugged me. And so I knew I had to um, move forward on this path. And my mom was so afraid and so scared. You know, she definitely has or at the time she had the mentality of, I did not come to this country for you to screw around on the internet and do something that I don't even understand. Like she didn't right. understand what I was doing at all. She thought it was so strange. She was like, how do you even make money off of that? That does not seem secure at all. And so now she's much more supportive and she doesn't fully understand everything, but she gets it a lot more like she knows she can go on YouTube and watch my videos and um, she knows how to use Instagram now. But um, yeah, it was definitely just really interesting starting out in this moment where people just didn't understand this world at all. And I had meetings early on after I had um, decided to do this full time. I had meetings with, you know, publishers and magazines. And I got laughed out of meetings. People thought that what I was doing was ridiculous. And I was literally told that it would never go anywhere and that what I was doing was wrong. Mm. And so, yeah, it was really hard in the beginning years to keep going. And then I would say around 2014, there was kind of this really big shift in the way that people were looking at the internet. It was kind of like, did you know that social media existed? And people who were on social media were like, yeah, we've been here for a while. (laughs) What do you mean? Um, And so that was really a huge moment because I feel like people were taken more seriously and it was taken as a career. And 
people were recognized as building businesses, which is definitely what I have done. And, you know, it's strange living out your life in a public way. And I've definitely had missteps along the way. And I've had to learn how to set boundaries. And I found those boundaries by stepping way over that line and recognizing, oh, this doesn't feel great for me. I'm going to pull it back in a little bit. But when I think back to the last decade, I am just so incredibly grateful for it because you know, thinking about where I came from, I'm mixed race, I'm queer. Um, I didn't come from circumstances where we had a lot of money. Um, my dad died when I was young. My mom was incredibly sick right at the age where I, you know, should have gone to college in mm-hmm. some people's eyes. And I see this career as, you know, the way that I was able to do the things that I wanted to do, that I was able to express myself because the internet was open to me and people weren't paying attention to this world. And I was able to be creative and explore and nobody was telling me, no, I can't do this. Um, And so those barriers just weren't there. There was so much more freedom. And so I'm just so incredibly grateful for it because I don't think that I would have succeeded in the same way in another career path. As you get older, do you still feel as inclined to share your life or has that urge changed? I think I'm actually more inclined to share my life now, but I do it in a different way. And so I think when I was younger, I was definitely oversharing. And so I was sharing things that, you know, I wasn't ready to share yet that I was still in process with. And I don't think it was quite as intimate because I didn't really give myself time with things. I was sharing things very much in the moment. And now, One of my boundaries is I don't talk about anything publicly that I'm currently in process with. And so I think what that's done is when I do decide to share, I'm sharing much more intimate parts of myself. And it feels like a true reflection of who I am because I'm someone who's not that great at small talk. I've always been really shy and, you know, just nervous around people. Like before this interview, my heart was racing and I was like, oh my God, (laughs) how did I get myself into this career where I talk to new people all the time and I still feel like this nervous teenager on the inside? Um, But I think what I've always wanted, even as a teenager, um, is to be seen for who I truly am. And that's what I'm able to communicate um, in a way that is much more true to me now. And so I really feel like even though I have these boundaries set up, it's actually allowing me to share more of who I am instead of just kind of sharing for no reason in particular, um, which just feels so much better to me. Um, I want to talk about something that you did on YouTube and 
did then did a follow-up to, which is stopping shaving. Um, how did this, this has been like a journey for you. How, how did this change your body image? And I also have to say that I really related to your discussion about your ingrown hairs in your pubic area and how you kind of learn to appreciate your pubes because <laughs> that's like, that's really hard. We're kind of bombarded with so many messages about um, waxing and shaving and to just allow ourselves to be natural is, is really empowering, I think. Yeah, the pubic hair thing was a big thing for me because I realized, oh, this hair is here for a reason and I'm actually causing more pain and just hardship for myself by trying to remove it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I there were times where I was like bleeding, ingrown hairs, rashes, like I would look down and my entire crotch area would just be like flaming red. Like it yes. looked like a flaming hot Cheeto, like just so red and so irritated. It was just so incredibly painful. And I just got to this point where I was like, why am I doing this to myself? What am I actually getting out of this? Am I really doing this for myself? Because if I'm doing this for myself, why am I choosing to put myself through so much pain and actually yeah. opening myself up to infections that are really uncomfortable too? Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and so it just, I think the question just started kind of slowly trickling in and it definitely started with the pubic hair. Cause that was just so incredibly painful. Yeah. And then it kind of trickled in into other areas where I was removing body hair and I started realizing, you know, most of the time I don't enjoy shaving my legs. Like I just see it as something so tedious and I just don't like it. Every time I pick up the razor, I feel bitter and resentful. Mm -hmm. Why am I doing this? And so I started experimenting with what it would be like to grow out my body hair. And it was so uncomfortable at first because I had to get used to seeing my hair, which just felt like the opposite of everything that I had ever been told by magazines, by anything that was beauty related. And so it really just felt like a shock. And it also felt like a shock too, to realize that my body hair looked like my mom's body hair because my mom I remember my mom not shaving as I was growing up and I would make fun of her for it. And <laughs> she like was just so comfortable with her body hair. Um, and it's so interesting that she was, you know, the woman that was closest to me and she wasn't shaving yet. All of these other places were telling me to shave and I absorbed all of that and not what she was doing. And so seeing that my body hair was similar to my mom's, I was just like freaking out like, oh my God, I actually am my mother. What is happening? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is going on here? And then it got to a point where, you know, I was doing this in the winter where I wasn't really exposing parts of my body so I could kind of explore it in a more private way. And then as it got hotter and I started wearing shorter sleeves and tank tops, I realized, oh my God, I'm so nervous to go outside. Like, people are going to see my body hair and they're going to like think all these things about me. Oh my God. And I started going out and I realized nobody said anything to me about my body hair. I have no idea what they were thinking. Um, 
But I think what gave me the courage to do that was I just saw so many other women out in the world, like in the grocery store, like reaching for an apple. And I would see that they had hair under their arms. And I was like, I think they're so cool. Like they have cool style. They seem so comfortable with themselves. I want to be like that person. And so it was really these real women that I was seeing out in the world that inspired me to, um, you know, take the risk of exposing my body hair. And it is still something that I'm, you know, it's still a journey. I, I have conflicting feelings about it all the time but it's something that I've grown more comfortable with and now I'm at this point where I'm kind of exploring okay what does it mean to like trim my body hair now and I'm kind of equating it to like having a haircut which I can't cut my hair right now so I'm like can I cut my body hair though can I give myself a trim just to like feel like I'm grooming myself a little bit because my my hair is so like the hair on my head is so long and I like having my hair shorter and so I'm just like I need an outlet here what can I do and so I am now exploring what it could mean to trim my body hair in a way that's similar to the way that I trim my hair. You know, it's kind of like my hair is there. People can see it. um, But what will it be like to go in and just give it like a little snip snip or a little buzz? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And taking the almost like taking the power away from it, like the, the stigma of it. You know, we've we're so we're taught that body hair is so shameful and to to kind of take that power away from it um, is, is really hard, but I think really powerful in the end. Yeah. And I actually learned that body hair um, was associated with class too. So there was a time where people were removing their body hair in order to um, prevent things like lice and pubic lice But there was also this association with class and body hair. So people who were able to remove their body hair were seen as more godly figures. Um, And so I thought that was really interesting, too, because I think there are still remnants of that, you know, the Mm -hmm. association with class and what it means to be beautiful. And often class is determining what we think is beautiful, like the the upper class is determining that. And so I find that to be really fascinating that there are remnants of that that we are living with today. That's really interesting. Yeah, I know. I, how how has that also translated into um, skin acceptance? Because I know you've talked a lot about your relationship with your skin and rejecting the ideas of having either quote good skin or quote bad skin. Um, Could you talk a little bit about what that's been like for you? Oh my gosh. Well, let me tell you, quarantine is putting me through a whole new relationship with my skin. (laughs) My God, I feel like I'm a beginner again with my skin. (laughs) Like it is just everything I thought before is now being totally tested and reexamined because I feel like I am so much harder on myself in quarantine. And, you know, I'm 
already identify as a perfectionist in recovery. And what I think is so insidious about perfectionism is that even in this moment of like a global crisis, perfectionism is still trying to squeeze its way into my life. And one of the ways that it can look like is this pressure to have perfect skin right now because, you know, I've, I don't know where this came from, but it's like this idea of like, well, I'm spending even more time at home. So I should be tending to my skin and it should look better after all of this is over. And I think what I'm realizing is that there is so much more at play here than just the products that I'm using because I'm using products that I've loved for a while and some new things, but things just aren't working in the same way that they used to. And it's because, you know, what I've realized is that I'm not fully in control of what my body is doing and therefore I'm not fully in control of what my skin is doing. And so I could be using all of these products, but I'm afraid. I'm feeling grief. I have so much anxiety. I'm currently sweating right now in my closet from like the nerves that I was experiencing before this interview. And so that is having an impact on, you know, what my body is doing and what my skin is doing, the way that it's responding. And so I think for me in this moment, it means having many moments of grace with myself and looking in the mirror and being as gentle as I can be with myself because it is so easy for me to be really cruel and really harsh with myself when I look in the mirror and I'm just like, oh my God, those dark circles. Oh my God, these lines that are showing up that weren't there before. Oh my gosh, these pimples that are coming up that weren't there yesterday. And the list just goes on and on and on and on. And I have to catch myself. And it's just this constant exercise in having grace with myself and telling myself, I'm not fully in control here. Keep using the products that you love using that give you personal enjoyment and make you feel good, but let go of the need for control. And so that's kind of where I am right now. And I think it's allowed me to enjoy like the masks that I'm using, washing my face, using the serums that I'm liking, the oils that I'm liking. It's making the experience fun again because I'm loosening up the control. But every day is a new day over here. And it is such a process. Oh, that has also been a struggle for me. So it's I mean, I'm not glad that you're going through this as well, but um, it's nice to hear hear it articulated. Um, and it's hard. I mean, I look at my skin and I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? And I have to remember like a global pandemic is happening. Like we're all under so much stress and this is so hard for so many of us. Um, so thank you for that reminder. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder like, I, I just feel like we're all trying to reach for control where we feel like it's accessible. And for me, the way that I have reached for control often is makeup and my beauty products. And it's this 
line that I'm always kind of dancing on because there there's the space of creativity and beauty and just pure love and joy. And then there's also this space of trying to control something. And so, man, it it, it feels especially heavy right now. And I feel mm-hmm. like I am just a beginner again with all of it. I mean, it's such a great reminder that it's such a, everything is a practice, right? Like we never, we never perfect anything. And once we think we have it all down, there's something happens that kind of throws us back on our ass again. Totally. Yeah. I feel like right now I have just been tapping into my teen self more because I just had this realization that, you know, teen Ingrid was so much freer with her emotions. Like, When I was mad as a teenager, you knew it. If I was sad, you knew it. I had no qualms about slamming the door when I was mad at my parents and things like that. And I just realized, you know, this is, I think this is something I should be tapping into now, maybe not slamming the door, but tapping into these emotions that I used to wear so easily on my sleeve and how I had so much more grace for myself. I gave myself permission to do things like to cake on frosty blue eyeshadow, not because anybody was telling me that that was what looks good, but because I wanted to match the frosty blue eyeshadow to my favorite frosty blue t-shirt. And so I think like tapping into teen Ingrid has been really helpful for me because she's allowed me to explore these feelings that I have, but also my creativity at the same time. And I think in this moment, what I've been doing is wearing makeup once a week. And right now I'm really loving the bright, colorful eyeshadow. And it is so far away from what I think we would be told is like trendy or beautiful. But I'm just like, you know, I I just want to put on bright yellow eyeshadow and match it to this smiley face sweatshirt that I have. And that's what feels right for me. And so giving myself permission to do that makes this space feel more bearable. And that takes me away from like the control that I feel like I need to have and moves me into a space of just truly being with myself. Mm. Well, Ingrid, I I think that's actually really nice note to end on um i mean i feel like we could talk to you for another oh, yeah. three hours gotta come oh. back come back <laughs> yes please come back i would love to okay where can our listeners find you um on the on the internet well, I like to keep it simple. You can find me everywhere at Ingrid Nilsson and also on my podcast, One Step. And I also just launched a newsletter called One Step Wellness. And I talk about the small steps that I'm taking to feel better so I can show up in my life and do better. And that has been really like my personal project right now since I love writing. And you can sign up for the newsletter. I have a link in my bio on Instagram and also on the One Step podcast Instagram. But that's where you can find me on the internet. Amazing. Ingrid, this has been such a treat. Such a treat. Thank you so much. I loved being here and chatting with you guys. 
You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older and how we treat it and how we love it. Because look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering creppiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is okay. I visible know. on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. Luckily, One Skin, our sponsor today, knows all about things like creppiness. And I'm not overly concerned with aesthetics, but like I do just want to keep my skin healthy as I age. Totally. I love their topical supplements. They really help your skin feel, I don't want to say younger, but just vibrant, mm. refreshed. They combine tissue engineering, data analysis, and cutting edge longevity science to literally create the world's most effective product to help with skin aging. I am particularly fond of their face topical supplement. It's essentially a moisturizer, but it has their mm -hmm. proprietary OSO1 peptide to really help with all the parts of our skin that are exposed to environmental damage. You can use it on your face, your hands, your neck. I know here mm -hmm. where we live in Los Angeles, our hands, we're driving. That sun is coming at us at all times. One Skin believes the Amen. purpose of skincare is not just to improve how we look, but to optimize our skin biology so that it is more resilient to the aging process. They really create next level skincare. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and more importantly, acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OVER50 at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OVER50. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them and please support our show and tell them we sent you. All right. Ingrid is one of those people where, again, I'm like, it's a real bummer that we have to be social distancing and can't travel because she would be so fun to hang out with IRL. I know. she. I know. She's someone who I really want to meet in real life. Yeah. Yeah. Although I do, I also do love that there is this experience of like, I've got, she's someone I've gotten to know. Like I, I have watched her YouTube videos before we ever like thought about having her as a guest on the pod. So she's such a, mm. it's so interesting to get to know people in this digital age I realize I sound like a baby boomer and look I'm not that far off <laughs> but it, it was it, it is cool just to get to know someone without actually meeting um, them IRL but I hope we go, do get the chance I've had I've had a post-it note since we interviewed Ingrid and I've just had the word Ingrid moments of grace written on it because it was something that when when she said it just, just struck me so deeply and I always stare at it when I'm working so I love getting to talk to her anyway Dory Let's set some intentions because we Let's we could do use it. it. I feel like it'll be very grounding for us this week to kind of focus up. Great. I'm into that. I mean, maybe just um, just speaking for myself. How did lotioning up go for you? Mm, okay. I need to talk about this at length in another episode, but I have gotten like very invested in my feet as a project, a quarantine project. Uh-huh. Like, 
Like I almost am starting to believe that the lotion I'm using on my feet is making my toenails better, but I could also be like really just like it could all be a placebo effect and I'm just I don't know. I feel like that's any sense of change. I am like exfoliating. I'm putting lotion on every night with some thick socks and then I lotion my legs and my arms and I'm doing it in the morning. I've, I feel my skin feels better and it's, and it's just nice. Like right before I get to bed, I'm like, all right, don't forget it's lotion time. And I just, that's uh, so nice. It is nice. And I would have thought that like lotioning before you get in, in between some sheets would be disgusting, but it is not bad. And Sorry, remind us which lotion you're using on your feet. Oh, it is the Fat and the Moon. This brand Fat and the Moon, it's their all cream. Now, I am really liking this, but it comes in a... T- I, I bought it in a tiny two-ounce jar, and I'm like almost done with it. So I think I might need to come up with a more... Uh, I don't know. I was going to say a more sustainable option because I'm kind of going through this fast. But then again, I'm like, you know what? This is a cool small company that makes yeah. really nice products and they use like all recycled packaging. So maybe I should just shut my mouth and support them. But that's what I'm using <laughs> on my feet. Fat and the moon, fat and the moon all cream is my current foot cream of choice. Okay, great. And then what about this week? What, what are okay. you intentionalizing this week? This week, my intention is to make some doctor's appointments okay because i have not been to the doctor in a long time my children have not been to the doctor in a long time i recently found out my gynecologist is no longer seeing patients who are not pregnant or prenatal oh i am whoa yep i am yep they made that choice i didn't realize that was a thing that happens oh i've had two different OBGYNs like decide to either one one decided not to see pregnant people anymore um so or or something I can't remember she was only seeing people who were having babies I can't remember so godspeed to these wonderful gynecologists that I've had but now I need a new one so I I've I've found got a recommendation I called that person today so my intention this week is just to get some doctor's appointments scheduled. I'm scheduling them for a bit farther out because I'm still a little just, you know, just trying to be cautious going into the world. I'm not scheduling dental appointments yet, though. If you are mm-hmm. a dentist or a dental hygienist or an orthodontist and you think that is that I should be, please let me know. Anyone who works with teeth, I would love to hear your thoughts on if it is safe to make dental appointments. So that's it. Get into the doctor. I like that. I like that for you a lot. Okay. Now I have, I have gone to, well, I just want to say I have gone to the doctor a few times in, in these COVID times and it has been fine. And I've taken Henry to the doctor also. Yeah. I feel like if there's anywhere you want to be, it's a doctor's (laughs) office. But I mean, like, yeah, 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 yeah. They know how to sterilize things so they do that's reassuring i feel you've been you've been reassuring about this from early on so i remember you talked about taking henry to the pediatrician on either this podcast or on our other pandemic pod here for you so yeah and then i had to take him to children's hospital for a cardiology appointment so you know that that was also a little like ooh. but then i got there and it was fine so you know it's fine um and i'm glad you're doing it 
Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. So your intention last week was to finish your total strength program that you were doing. Yes. And I'm here to say that I finished it. And do you applause, feel applause? That, oh, yes. Excuse me. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump <laughs> thank without you, thank you. honoring you. <laughs> Applauding. Do you thank feel you. like you are now totally strong? Well, I feel stronger. Um, That's there's cool. like a strength test that you do at the end of week one. And then you do it again at the very end of the program. So I did it. I finished it up today. And I did more reps with more weight of the things that you get tested on today than I did, you know, three weeks ago. So that's cool. <laughs> you know, I was like, all right. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That's awesome. And as I've Are said, gonna- I think, well, as, as, as I have said on a, on a previous episode, I like a program. I like a structure. I like a, you know, this is what we're doing every day. So, I don't know. I might. Um, a listener wrote in to suggest looking into one at an independent gym. Um, I might look into that, see if I can find something that suits my needs. Um, that would be another like program. So we'll see. You love a pro- you love a program. I love a program. I just love having that structure, you know, like I like mm-hmm. being accountable to myself. Like I, I did a workout yesterday after we put Henry to bed. I was so, I was like really tired, but I was like, I got to get my workout in. And I was like, you know what? I feel better after I did my workout. So I don't know. I like a program. If I was just, if I was just like, I'm going to work out, I'm going to do strength training three times a week. I don't know that I would necessarily do it, but knowing that I have this structure was helpful. So yeah, it's nice having some, someone or something tell you what to do. Yes, exactly. Um, And then my intention this week is just what we mentioned before, you know, at the the top of the show, I I just want to get out of my meal rut. So I'm going to be focusing on that this week. I'm going to dig around through some of my old recipes and see if I have anything to recommend. You know, I just thought of something. What? I was just saying how much I like a program, how much I like a structure. Maybe I would also like a meal program where I like have, you know what I mean? Not like a diet, but like a, here's what you're eating on Monday night. Here's what you're eating on Tuesday night. Like a a guide, if you will. (laughs) Yes, but does that exist? I'm sure it exists. It must exist. Everything exists. That's true. Everything does exist. Okay, let's will this into existence. We're going to find it. A meal program that just tells you what to cook. That does exist. I definitely feel like it we can find this. It definitely exists. Uh, yeah, we'll find one that I like and and it'll be great. Great. So, okay, great. I'm excited. Oh, we've really covered the gamut today. We- Sunscreen. <laughs> praying mantises truly have dry, dry shampoo. shampoo i mean it just goes on and on <sighs> well kate it's been a pleasure as always i do enjoy talking oh, to you so do i i'm so glad we have an excuse to chat many times a week yeah all right well 
Forever 35 is hosted and produced by me, Dori Shafrir, and Kate Spencer, and produced and edited by Sammy Junio. And Sam Reed is our project manager. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye, everyone.